Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Did you know 77% of women who wear bladder weakness products experience intimate skin irritation? As if having incontinence wasn't stressful enough. But Tenna Intimate Pads have been gynecologist tested and do not cause skin irritation. Gentle on my intimate skin. I need to try Tenna Intimate Pads. Visit TennaSample.com for your free sample. Kind to skin protects like Tenna. This is Reed Saunders, professional Colorado sports announcer. 1-0 to Ryan, drives it to right, going back, Puig, and it's gone! You're tuning in to the Mile High Pundit Podcast. It's too good to be true, but believe it! Oh, hell, hell! Follow us on Twitter, at Mile High Pundit Podcast. Loose ball in the front court, Grant dumped it home! And the Denver Nuggets lead it by 20 points in the now, here's your hosts, Joel James and Jared Shuck. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. When I mean welcome back, I do mean, I mean welcome back. We have been awakened from the hiatus of pro sports into the glorious month of May, where, as a long stand now, you've had two Colorado playoff teams the better man of the last three years. I say cheers to my partner, Jared Shuck, coming coming on. Jared, how you doing? I need to just pretty much stay off Twitter for the rest of the night. <laughs> Don't read our replies. <laughs> you and me. You and me both, man. Don't read you our replies, both. man. It is uh, the we'll, we'll get into it shortly because we're, we're going to talk this game three. I mean, we don't need to talk anything about round one that that who who gives a shit that's long gone now we're in the game three now and the the i i am so impressed with this nuggets team for one before we can get into the half stuff i am so impressed with this nuggets team my only concern is consistency from mpj monte guys like that Jokic, you know what you're getting with Jokic every night you're getting a fucking mvp every single night you're getting an mvp He's consistently putting up 20, 30 points a night, 8 to 10 boards, 5 to 10, 5 to 10 assists every single night. The, the, the dude's a world beater, and he's barely even using the Sambor shuffle anymore. That's Jared, the craziest part. Ah, Jared, my friend, you've, you've been paying attention to my tweets, bro, brother. Bro, Sierra came <laughs> over last night. I had the Nuggets game on, and she's like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm watching the Nuggets game. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome, my friend. Welcome back. But yeah, I mean, that's off to this Nuggets team in general. I mean, for the better part of two months, national narrative was, you know, written off. Went from contenders on ACL injury. Nope. Just because of how tight the West is. And 
this Nuggets team, I gotta tell you, man, they are resilient as all hell. They get out there and they play how Jokic plays. They mirror his energy and his effort, which many times he gives 110% out there. I mean, you're seeing him at game six. Let's talk about game six. 36 minutes. He dropped 38. And that's not including his rebounds and assists and all the other little things he does, like deflections, when you really get into his tapes and watch how he impacts the game. Well, I mean, there is a reason. And, and the other part, too, look at it. He's out at the start of the fourth quarter. He's on the bench. He's getting rest. He's played a bunch of minutes up. He's played over 20, 25 minutes at this point. He's on the bench. Portland goes on a fucking run, dude. Like, that was a run that we saw in game five in Denver. And we're all going... Here we go. Here we go. Okay, so it's going seven back then. Fantastic. Great. We may not see 95% capacity for an NBA game. Hmm. Shit. But Jokic comes in and changes the dynamic. Nursev, Nursev, uh, what's his last name, man? Yursif Nurkic. Nurkic. I wanted to call him that, but I thought I was wrong. Yursif Nurkic, he has four fouls going into the fourth quarter. He has to come in when Jokic comes back in, boom, immediately fifth foul. He is on eggshells the rest of the game. You know you can drive all night on him because if he takes one more, he's done. And Jokic has a free pass to the hoop anywhere, anywhere down the key. Anywhere. Because they don't have anyone else who could match up with Jokic. They don't have anybody else who could match up with MPJ on the outside. And McCollum was doing a, a pretty decent job of Face, being faced up on MPJ and even Monte, but the second MPJ or Monte got a, just a, a smidgen of opening, boom, it was gone. And I, th- I think it was MPJ in the fourth quarter had a, he was face up on Mello and just drained one on him. And we just were giggling the entire, I was just laughing the entire time. I was like, that's what you need to see from him at that point. Yeah, I mean, the Nuggets, they, and it was just next man up mentality. They're exactly like the Avs in that aspect. They have a team that is deep. And we were talking about it, I mean, before even the season kicked off, we were just going in-depth into each one of these guys, and we're like, man, if it gets down to it, and when the grit time comes, we'll see, you know, how, what's going on. I don't, I don't think anyone could have predicted this. I mean, the Nuggets just finished 13-5 and without their top six guards on an extended 27-9 and run since trading for Aaron Gordon. I mean, they were legit contenders with a legit MVP. And, I mean, Jokic is, is one of those guys where if he doesn't beat you with his passing, he'll beat you high, he'll beat you low, he'll beat you outside, he'll beat you inside on a variety of different post moves and different ways he can get people open to the basket with head fakes. I mean, how many times have you seen him throw a no-look pass this series? Just casually. Which makes it look easy, That's too. Like half, yeah, it's like half his assists. And no one can take him off of his pace. He's like a McKinnon-esque player, except he's the opposite in which he plays at a much slower pace. And it's tough for people to... He just analyzes it when you get down to it. He analyzes every single move, and he's like a quarterback out there. So, can we... Just with the whole Portland thing in general, you are seeing the growth of this Denver Nuggets team. In 2019, this same core of Portland players, same exact core three years earlier, 
had just beaten us game seven. Western Conference semis out round two. You are seeing the full maturity and growth of these two franchises, three, two different paths during the course of the past three years. And you're seeing the Nuggets come on top with Jokic in six. I mean, there is so much history laced between these two teams here, from the decision to ship Nurkic off to Portland to make way for Jokic, because Nurkic was upset Jokic was eating into his playing time in Denver. You get Will Barton back from that, too. You get the long-seated history of Carmelo Anthony versus the Nuggets franchise in general. Since we shipped him off, he hadn't won a game in Denver. He changed that. We got the last laugh. But it was just great to see all those little storylines kind of mature and, and take shape and take hold as a narrative overall. And the national narrative, they'll talk about Damian Lillard having a great performance during this series, and hats off to him. He's a hell of a player. But the games that, that Damian Lillard went off, the Nuggets won those games. The 55-point outburst, they won. The 40-point game two in Denver, the Nuggets handled. You know, so hats off to him. Like I said, hell of a player. Mad respect. But the narrative should really be Jokic taking a bunch of people they literally just signed a month ago to the second round. And and, and the un, the the most understated guy right now has to be Aaron Gordon. I I, I mean, or not Aaron Gordon. Sorry, Austin Rivers. Austin Rivers played. 40, 40 minutes, 40 minutes last night. That is insane. Couch. He's on his couch, Jared, just kicking it on his couch two months ago, man. He, he's just chilling at home and he comes in and plays 40 minutes. I mean, he only puts up seven points, but he locks down inside in inside. He gives Jokic the ability to take a rest. And not have to worry about locking down everyone inside. And then Aaron Gordon comes in, puts in, puts up 13. MPJ with 26. Granted, 24 of those are in the first quarter. That was a little bit concerning. Yeah, I looked so, back at the box score and I was like, holy. Sh- 20, 22 for Porter. 22, right? 6 of 7 from beyond the arc. 8 of 10 total shooting. Like, and then after that, he was, he, he was silent the, the rest of the game. but. I mean, he didn't hurt you. That's the key, though. He still didn't hurt you by the time he came back. Exactly. You're you're seeing this Nuggets team just adapt to those runs. I mean, Jokic is such a smart player that he would rather take a hot MPJ over himself, and he just fed him that that first quarter. You know, people were getting him the ball because they realized, you know, he's a talented dude. He came in shooting 50% from three. It was only a matter of time, and you know after that three-point, three-shot effort two games prior in Portland, you know he was going to come out with something to prove. He is too good a player to to let that affect him overall in a series already at 22 years old, which... I mean, and then you, you see the Nuggets adapt as a team in the second half and go with Jokic as the primary. And... Like you said, Jared, they just didn't have anyone to guard him. That's why, I mean, you talk and just kind of, you know, in general, 
our, our discussions previously, it's like Snuggas seems going to be a tough out. I don't see a lot of teams being able to guard Jokic through a seven-game series. I mean... And, and, and here's the other thing, too. Denver came out... First off, they were losing at half, right? But then they come out, and they are just getting sandblasted everywhere, right? Biggest deficit for them was 14. Portland's up 14 points midway through the third quarter. Nuggets closed the gap to three at the start of the fourth. And then all of a sudden, it's 108-108. We're going, okay, so we're probably preparing for another overtime game in Portland. Fantastic. This can go three overtimes again because it's just the stupid shit that always happens. And then all of a sudden, from 108 to 108, it explodes to 119-108. Literally, Rivers layup. Monte, Monte from nine feet. Uh, Jermichael Green makes two free throws. Austin Rivers drops a three. Jokic drops a hook shot from 14. Like, you name it. And then all of a sudden, here was the point where I knew Denver had it in the bag. Here's what I knew. It was under a minute to go, and Aaron Gordon drops a three. Jokic hit a, just a stand-up three earlier in the, in the game. I don't It was in the fourth quarter to make it 108-106 Denver. And I'm looking at it going, oh, shit. And right then and there, because there's, there's nothing that Nurkic can do there. Nurkic has a hand in his face, but Jokic is so damn big. And he's got a huge wingspan. He gets the ball right over his face. No problem. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, just, just to put in mind how, how impressive this is to, to our listeners out there. Here's I mean, the crazy Nurkic, shit. Nurkic, Here's the crazier Nurkic shit. Nurkic was a guy. Nurkic was a guy, Jared. He did not foul out the game all year until the playoffs. He was considered a very good defensive big. He averaged five fouls per game. Going up against Jokic. Fouling out four out of six. And, and here's, here's the more telling part, too. <laughs> like, it, it, was, it was the craziest thing. I've got two things here, and I'm going to close on these two for the Nuggets part. The Nuggets had the leading score in every single quarter of Game 6. MPJ, 22 points in the first. Jokic, 9 in the, in the second. Jokic, 20 in the third. That's closing the gap right there. That's your 14-point deficit closed. Done. Right there. And then Monte Morris with nine. And in total, Jokic led, led, the, led the entire floor with 36. Now, here's the, here's the crazy part. Portland led this game for 35 minutes and 42 seconds. Only nine lead changes in the game. That's it. The final lead change of the game came in the fourth quarter at the 1-0... Uh, 110-108 when Rivers hit a two-point layup at the five with 552 remaining, so six minutes remaining. That was the final time and the last time Portland is anywhere close to being in that game. The, you know, the, there's no lead changes. Portland's led this game this entire way. Everyone's thinking game seven. Portland's thinking game seven. Everyone in the fucking Moda Center is thinking game seven. And then all of a sudden, here comes Denver. It, th- this is one of those this is one of those games where it's like, okay, where do we go from here? How are we going to replicate this against a very, very good Suns team? And yes, they beat the Lakers. 
Oh, but they didn't have AD. AD doesn't change a fucking team. LeBron changes a team, and LeBron twice in the series, twice in back-to-back games, left the court completely. LeBron stats. He was down. They were down 20 in game. I think it's game five. So I think they closed in five or whatever the closing game was. Closed in six. He closed in six. Okay, so it was in six. In game six, he looks at his coach and says, take me out with eight minutes to go. He was more concerned with filming Space Jam 2 and being a podunk fucking wannabe of Michael Jordan rather than winning a series and trying to get his team back in a game. That's not a leader. That's a guy who's concerned about himself. With LeBron, it's all about image. And we are so blessed to have Jokic as our superstar. I recently came across footage. It was a, um, it was actually a Serbian documentary on Jokic. He is, he is their Jordan over there. I mean, he is that country's Jordan. That is a war-torn ass country, and he is their team's Jordan. There's a ton of fans over there. I mean, just, you know, the culture over there is all about Jokic. Wear his shoes over there, which, mind you, are very attractive. <laughs> Those might be some they of the sickest the, tongues in the in the league. <laughs> they are the best looking tongues in the league, I think, personally. I mean, you guys haven't seen it. Look it up. They're fantastic. But kind of getting off track. But my main main point with that, I have a guy who's so humble here, Jared. In that interview translated down below subtitles wise but he basically said i want to be and this was right after he got drafted no one thought he was going to get drafted remember he was a second round pick 41st i mean there was a fucking taco bell ad playing when they picked him the guy did not think he was going to get drafted at all and his rise has been absolutely meteoric i remember watching him off the bench during one of those games way back in 2018 the Nuggets were running the weirdest combination of Jamal Murray Emmanuel Moutier, Gary Harris <laughs> Nikola Jokic and Yusuf Nurkic which is just so odd to think about now and I was like this guy's gonna be a star you can get into shape he's gonna be a, a star he has the vision he has the IQ And you saw that happen. I mean, but with the documentary, Jared, he talks about being our version of San Antonio's Tim Duncan. And I mean, you remember watching Tim Duncan growing up when we were kids. I mean, San Antonio was a dynasty. Won three in, in five years. Tony Parker, Tim Duncan. Yeah. Duncan that, that was, was the so guy. Much fun to watch. It was always LA and San Antonio in the, in the West Final. Or in the in the West semifinal, like there was no there there was no talk of, a, I mean the one year when Denver made it there and then just completed the show with yeah. Melo and and everyone else. But I mean out, outside of that, really, there's it, it was L.A. San Antonio. The winner of that plays whoever the fuck in the East and probably won. You were seeing Tim Duncan during those years. Win as the primary guy, as the secondary guy, and as the tertiary guy. And he was unselfish enough to realize he had to do that for his team to be successful. The additions that, you know, with the rises of Ginobili and Parker, he realized he had to take, take a step back to that. You'll see Jokic do the same thing I'm predicting right now, calling it on air, <laughs> with 
a healthy Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. in a much more Golden State-like fashion. Those guys remain healthy, and on a squad together, they will win three championships in six years. Three and five years. And I'm just calling it right now. I don't care how they do in the playoffs this year because you're not seeing the full team. But I'm excited for them moving forward because the West is wide open. You've got teams above you. Name a time when, when the first and second seed has been Utah and Phoenix. You got the Clippers on the brink of being out. You have the Suns. Suns will be an interesting one. But after thinking about it, the individual matchups, I think Gordon stays on Booker. I think that's how you eliminate him. He's much more of a wing guy anyways. It's much more of a natural guard for him. And you throw, I mean, it's going to be hilarious. Uh, how many games do you think it's going to take for Chris Paul to absolutely sock Compazzo in the face? <laughs> Two to three. Tops. I mean, that that's going to be a matchup. You know, Malone, he'll throw Rivers out, th- out there too. Morris will do some guarding on him. Then Jokic versus Aiton. I think, I, I think Jokic has that matchup in particular. But just looking at it on paper, I'm thinking fire, nothing catastrophic happens. Nuggets in six, man. Knows where it needs to go with Jokic at its helm, and that's a Western Conference Finals appearance. They don't want to take a step backwards. Yeah, and and, and you know Ball Arena is going to be rocking. It's going to be an absolute fucking nuthouse, and the fact that they're waiting until you have to advance to get your fans back is probably one of the dumbest things yeah. I've ever seen in my life. The abs still playing. Like yeah. That, oh, that yeah, it, it makes me, it makes no sense. Like on on Tuesday, I'm very lucky enough to get tickets to go to Tuesday's game, and uh, it, it, it's going to blow my mind that they're still only going to allow ten five in there when there's absolutely no reason not to expand it. None. There, there's zero reason to do that. But at the same time, it's it's just one of those things where you just kind of have to go. All right, whatever, screw it. I mean, not a big deal, yeah. I guess, but. Um, kind of just it's a weird, weird segue to try and move into the Avs game three, right? It, no matter how we try to do it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fucking weird segue. No matter how we try to do it, and the and let's just let's get it out there now. Vegas T-Mobile Arena was loud. It was loud. I was listening to Connor on the way home. It was so loud in Vegas that you could you could hear the announcer clear, the PA announcer clearly. You could hear all the fans clearly. I, I mean, just overall, I was blown away with how loud it was in Vegas. And I'm and, and mentally, I'm going, holy shit! Could that be like a a huge shift that that could be happening? Because if, if, if Colorado can't have that, right, like we're planning to do, assuming they advance, uh, yeah. th- that th- it just it doesn't make any logical sense at this point. When you have the clearance to do it, do it. Do it. It, it makes no sense. But um, 
anyway, that that building was raucous. It was crazy. It was loud. They were into it. I mean, Vegas has been into it since they started three years ago. They've loved that team. That is Vegas's team. The Raiders are the second team. That is Vegas's team. And I mean, I was I was looking across just even the last two games because it was a problem in game two. Colorado getting outshot two to one. Grubauer steals game two. Uh, game one might have been one of the dumbest decisions I've ever seen to to start Robin Laner. I get it though. Flurry's played seven and fourteen days. That would have been eight and sixteen. He needed a day off at that point. I, I get it, but you dig yourself a hole. Colorado, uh, Colorado, Krubauer fucking steals game two. Steals it. It also helps that Riley Smith hits four posts. And, and just, and that changes everything. But you could tell that Vegas, once they got their rest, it was almost like Colorado's expecting to come in and just run over them like they did St. Louis. And there was no passion almost. And, and, and you saw the results yeah. of that tonight. I mean, just uh, yeah, folks, uh, game, Jared, game, game one, throw it out the window. It's an anomaly. It was great. It, it was great to see the boys do what they needed to do. And it was great to see them do that against Vegas this year. Fantastic performance all around, especially that top line. It was like, man, but getting into it with, with, Vegas and how they play as a team. You know, call it what you want, but they they do play a a very physical style of hockey, and they were coming off a tough game, seven game series with Minnesota, who surprised everyone. I mean, Kirill Kaprizov. We were talking. He's he's one of the most electric guys I've seen in, in a long time, and. Man, you were just talking, you know, previously during the year when the Avs matched up with them, and when we got the chance to watch him, just how much fun he is to watch as a player. But getting into it, you got a very tired Vegas squad playing Robin Leonard in a game where, I mean, Leonard even sent it out in a tweet. He did the Iron Man nuke tweet. He knew what was because you don't want the Avs on a couple days rest after after a series like that fully healthy. I mean, even my dad called me. He's like, what's the result of game one? I, I said 6-2. Avs are going to come out on fire, especially with Leonard in, and they're going to put in six. He hasn't played in two months. And you see a mental shift for Vegas. It's like, okay, game on. Series started and game two you see them impose their game which is much slower than the abs it's been interesting to see that happen with the abs going on these quick counters and vegas just kind of mucking it up with trying to get in with cycles trying to just slow the pace down in general it's what they do and they're very good at it that's why they won 40 games this year so you have to respect that you know to Avs fans everywhere, this is not going to be a cakewalk. Buckle, buckle the hell up, you know? It's strap yourselves in, get ready for a goddamn roller coaster. 
I mean, it's going to be... It is a clash of two very different styles. And, 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 and everyone, the talk about going to the St. Louis series is the exact same talk we had, had going in this series. Oh, St. Louis is fucking hard on pucks. They're, they're, they take the body. They do this. They do that. The difference between St. Louis and Vegas, St. Louis doesn't have the speed that Vegas has. Vegas has some top line speed. Plain and simple. I, I mean, top line to top line, may, Colorado has an edge, probably, right? We can probably all agree Colorado's got an edge. 24 points, 20, yeah, 24 points across four, game in, across four games in their first round series. Mind-boggling shit. You, that's video. That's video game shit. Yeah. It was, but it was also against the St. Louis team, who was missing players with COVID. They had a guy go out because of Kadri. This, that, the other thing, you name it. And the Kadri hit was a bad hit, hundred percent. I will never say it, was. it wasn't a bad hit. Was it eight games it worthy? Bad. I don't know about that. But it's a bad hockey hit. Yes, it's a bad hockey play. Kadri's <laughs> guy, who he always plays on edge. You know, he's always skirting that line. He's going to make a play for the puck. But. He, ste- he tends to step over the line. He, he always does. Yeah. And it, it, it's just, it's one of those where you, you look at it and go, okay, was it a bad hockey hit? Absolutely. Is it suspendable? Absolutely. There's a, there was a part of me when I was watching the replays and the slow-mos of it, of looking at it going, okay. I mean, Krug changed the angle of his body when he followed through. He kind of, he, when you shoot, when you're a right-handed shot, you expose that left shoulder and open yourself up. I, I get it. Ugh, it's tough. Eight games is a little steep, but I mean, at, at this point, right now where we sit before the arbitrator decides probably on Monday of what the appeal result is, we, as of right now, we don't see Kadri till seven, which is a big problem on multiple reasons. Scott McDonald put it out today during the game. The abs are getting their fucking asses kicked in the circle. Plain and simple, they are getting their asses kicked. Outside of P.E. Belmar, everyone's getting their asses kicked, and you're missing that, that, that grit, that veteranosity on the second line with Kadri being out, and you're trying to have Comfort fill that role. He can't fill it. And I even said tonight, I loved the, the New Look fourth line. I, Soderbergh? New, New Look has been fine. He's been passable, okay? Plain and simple. Everyone, I, I know what everyone's thoughts is, oh, just let, let, let Ranta play in game three. All of our rookies scoring game three. Shut up. You can't do it at this point in the season. At this point in the season, you put your best team out there and it's going to give you a chance to win. And Belmar, obviously, is going to play no matter what. I thought Kiefer Sherwood played a very strong game for the minutes he was in. I thought Soderberg, outside of his goal, was half decent, I guess. I mean, if anything... Soderberg had an impact. He, he, had an he, impact. he gets a C-, minus, and the only reason he gets the, the C out of it, honestly, for me, is because he scored a goal. Outside of that, didn't really care much for his play. I know he's kind of, he's having to shift to the wing. He's a natural center, this, that, the other thing. I, I, at what point do you say, okay, these are all excuses and they're all bullshit. And the, the top line looked like shit. Comfer has been a ghost. Uh, I, Tyson Jost, I mean, he's still doing great on the kill. I don't think Ryan Graves has had a, has had a good couple of games after, after game one. Even game one, I didn't think he was that great. Timmons has been fiddle-fucking with the puck and icing it too much. Nemeth has been an absolute train wreck. 
our weak side defense is just horrible in general from the wingers down. Like it, I mean, I, I was talking with Tyson on the phone before we started and I, I said to him, how many times do we see Vegas start the puck down in the corner, work it high to the defenseman and have a, their backside D just sink in just a free pass to the back door. And I mean, like they're doing what the abs decor thought I would, we would be given Vegas way they're involved in Carlson tonight. I mean, and, 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 and Petro's a huge piece of that. Martinez is jumping up in the play. Yeah. He, he's playing 2014 LA Kings vintage Martinez. And he won the cup. Exactly. And, and, and Saad even looks kind of back to his Hawks days. Good. I mean, he hit the post tonight on, on a shot that had flower beat. And I, I mean, I mean, again, it's a game of inches that goes in shit. It's three, one. And we're going, okay, we're in a good spot here. And then my tweet would have been correct. I'm just going to go delete it now. But it, the top line hasn't looked good in the last two games. End of story. Take out the power play goal by Miko in the last two games. Take both those goals out. What have they done? I mean, it's two OT games. It, it, it's, literally, it's literally Miko has two, two goals on the power play. McKinnon was held without a point tonight as well. So let's keep that in there. Makar's still doing Makar things, but here, here's the most telling thing for me, okay? Vegas' Vegas's best punch was game two. I don't think this was Vegas's best game in game three. Absolutely not. They're feeding off the energy of the crowd. In all honesty, this game should have been 7-2 Vegas. And in full disclosure, 7-2. Grubauer steals you 40, 55 minutes, has, has a blunder because, first off, Ryan Graves doesn't pick up... Um, Marcia so behind the net so that's great and and then kill McCarr just is in fucking la la land and doesn't get goal side of patch this is the same shit we talked about in the dallas series last year get fucking goal side of your guy in front of the net because it was the exact same thing that doomed colorado i think it was in game five the exact same shit the exact same play now game two colorado had more more scoring chances for than than vegas at 33 26 Okay, 55 to 44%, no worries, basically 56 to 44%. Okay, fine, fantastic. High danger was 16 to 11. That's five on five only. Okay, so we're looking, we're looking at or all of it, all situations. So this is the entire encompassment of the game. In, in overtime, Colorado had two scoring chances, Vegas had zero. Okay, great. Tonight was, a, was much different. Much different. Okay. Colorado, 23 scoring chances for. Vegas had 41. Almost 14 a period. The only period they didn't was in the first period, and then they had 13. Colorado had two in the first period. Keep in mind, they had three shots after one. That is not the Colorado team we are accustomed to watching. No, and then not at all. Vegas has 15 total highest danger scoring chances. Colorado has five. You want to tell me where you lost but, the game? Dude, there's your, there's your stats right there. Scoring chances for you're outchanced. You're outshot. You are out everything. You have been outshot essentially 2-1 to one in both games. You are lucky to be up 2-1 in the series. You are lucky. Going, and going back to Vegas, I mean, I was surprised. Surprised it was 0-0 after 1. And group stood on his head just in general. He did a game's amount of work in a period, as they say. I mean, they... To be held with three shots, like you said. 
that's just uninspired, lazy hockey from a team that we know personally can do better. Granted, you know, you get that, yeah, it's going to be Vegas's best shot, whatever. Narratives, narratives, they're coming home. It's going to be packed 100%. They haven't faced that yet. I think a great team would step up to that challenge, you know? And a great team finds a way to win in the most unarbitrary of ways at times. Grubauer did enough that first period to win you that game. You weathered the storm as a team because of Grub. And next two periods, I mean, the top line got going a little bit on the power play. It was good to see him go one of two. I mean, Rantanen had a great shot that I'm going to say I called, and Jared had a similar call out earlier as well. <laughs> um, so there's that. I mean, but going back into the overall energy from game two into game three it was like okay we got the overtime win still a win up 2-0 feeling good but i don't think avs fans realized how tight that game two was towards the end there i mean they just look at the, you know they'll just look at the 2-0 be oh we're up 2-0 you know easy easy close out here in vegas we'll, we'll get them in four shut the hell up i mean they weathered the storm like they were supposed to in the first second and third periods they got going a little bit as a team you saw a little bit more life from them but it just wasn't enough i mean when they were up 2-1 that was the pinnacle this like tonight and vegas just had more in the tank you know like you said they were energized playing at home not nearly their best game strategically but they ended up coming away with the win off you know, as fans want to call it a soft goal and, and go for Groob's head, don't you dare. Do not touch that mouse. Do not touch that mic. Do not slander that man. Because he is the reason you are in this series. And, and at what point does does Bedsy look at that, that bottom two pairing of Tim Timmons and, and Nemeth and go, this shit just isn't like five on five tonight right Connor Timmons plays eight minutes Patrick Nemeth plays 14 minutes and Nemeth has probably one of the worst Corsi ratings I've ever seen in, in a game in a game log like ever he was 6-4 and 25 against he had 13 shots against him while he's on the ice and zero while while out there and how many times did you hear Nemeth to the box tonight? Once, luckily. But, and quite Over frankly... Over the course of the series. I oh, mean. yeah. But, I mean, in all fairness, it's kind of soft to call that right there when it's a, it's a battle in front of the net and he just kind of buries the guy into the goal. I, I get it. But if that's going to be your standard, fucking Joe Scott smoked. I, I mean... It just and and I I love Wes McCauley, man. He's by far probably one of the best officials in the NHL. I didn't I didn't think he was horrible. I mean, four penalties all night. That's a pretty nice. That's a pretty good game. I I don't mind that for a playoff game. The obvious one you have to call on on Martinez for puck over the glass. You have to call, which leads to uh, the Miko bomb. And, and and quite frankly, Miko's lucky that even went in. Flurry flat missed that. 
that that ice level replay, which is right down Main Street, Fleury should have had that plain and simple. It goes off the end of his catching glove and it it goes by him. And it, there, I I I don't understand. I, I I get it. I I guess I get it. We haven't we hadn't lost in weeks at this point. While yeah. It, it still just blows my fucking mind how many Avs fans, I'm using air quotes when I say fans, want to just jump off of the ledge the second that anything goes fucking haywire. Yeah. Is that is the second Vegas goal that Marcia so bounces in off of Grubauer a bad goal? Yes. A hundred percent yes. You don't the, want to uh, see it, that's for sure. The other reality of that is he is still recovering from trying to block that rap attempt a wrap around like not like not a wrap around attempt but he's trying to protect that far side tuck in that Marshall originally was going to go for on him and keep in mind Vegas had Pacioretty come in on a breakaway and Grubauer stoned him cold on it, it there's just there's so many things that led up to this See, every, everyone saw what was going to happen the, the entire game led to a late Vegas goal. Is the third goal Grubauer's fault? No, that's a masterful tip by Pacioretty. That's that's masterful. As a good player doing what he does. I mean, we have seen it before in the playoffs. This recent comes to mind probably that that Shark series when they got uh, their captain back after the Sharks played Vegas. I mean, just the type of player that he is. I mean, you know, he took a very similar deflection type play um, at the time and just, you know, it was like, okay, we'll give you that. Like, there's nothing you can really do about plays like that, you know? Yeah. And, and I mean, outside of Colorado, um, kind of just shit in the bed right now, right? I mean, the last two games, he looked like complete dog meat. Um, and, and really you, you take out game one, it's, it's a one, one series. And I mean, Colorado is obviously still outscoring Vegas. The last two games have been three, two, everything about Colorado Vegas has been one goal game, two goal game because of an empty netter. That that's all you ever see out of these two teams. And even in the regular season, that's how it's always, always, always been. and. The, the fact that Colorado's even really still in this series for right now. I, I mean, Sunday, Sunday night's going to be ma- massive. Like, it's going to be astronomical. Yeah, huge, huge game, huge game. If Colorado steals game four in Vegas, and they're going to have to steal it, it is going to take, this is the dumbest cliche in all of hockey, it is going to take a full 60 minutes to steal that game. A full 60. They haven't played a full 60 literally at all these playoffs at all they let their foot off the gas in game two against st louis and mckinnon went fucking video game crazy and is the best playoff performer probably since i don't know fucking Sidney crosby when the when the penguins won back-to-back cups or some stupid shit and (laughs) it's just it's just it's it's gonna take just all the everybody involved and you know what maybe you take out a 
a key for Sherwood to plug back in an Alex Newhook for some scoring depth on the on the fourth line. I wouldn't do it. Personally, I, I wouldn't. I thought they played great against Carrier and against um, Cole Sar on the fourth line. The, the advanced metrics don't show that. The eye test did. And Vegas brought Carrier up to the first line. That's when we had issues with Makar in those last couple shifts. And if you notice, NBC made a note of it on the broadcast. JB changed up his lines at the start of the third. He put Burrow back on the top line, like, like they did when Landis Gog was out with COVID, right? And bumped Landy down. And it, it, it added a dynamic to the team that Vegas hadn't seen in a while. And it worked. It, it, it drew a penalty. It did everything it was supposed to do. And then he reverted back. Like, I, I, I understand what you're doing. Right, you're in. You're into the last ten. You probably need to put your guys back together, even with who they know. You know the the fucking riot act of being a coach. Crunch time, yeah. But at that time, in that situation, that's not the play. I don't think. I don't think that's the play there. Yeah. And a big reason, Jared, as to why the Avs did beat the Blues in four. I mean, you know, take out. Take out that they're missing the guys like they beat them in four because of hustle, because they knew deep down they were the better team and they were going to out hustle, out work and basically outclass them for the series. And that's just what they did. I mean, you saw it on the ice, man. They were on defense. They were scrapping, man. They were running into goalposts to block shots. You had guys down face level trying to get in there, man. You're not seeing that in this series, and I want that intensity back on this team. I think that's exactly what this team needs. I mean, just looking at it tonight, face-off percentage is 50-50. Only reason the Avs are in this game is because they're 1-for-2 on the power play. Held Vegas 0-for-2 tonight, which was good to see. I mean, Tyson Jost is doing work in that facet of the game. Both take the same amount of penalties. The hits, the hits were tied at 50 apiece. And the Avs finished with with three more blocks at 22 to 19, given just the nature of the game, off seven turnovers. Vegas had 14. So you're seeing their different facets kind of mix and match, especially this game three. It kind of came to a crescendo. You really saw their different styles of play. And the difference was... Colorado playing fast and, and threw McKinnon a lot. I mean, they were squirming him, man. I mean, three pucks to the ice, or three guys three guys to Mac each time he touched the puck in the zone, in the offensive zone. I mean, they were on him like white on rice. And the Avs have to find... Right? Like, you wouldn't think that, just given the course of the game. But it's going to be physical, man. It's going to be a grinded-out physical series. I, I mean, how many, how many times did we see, seriously, in the last two series, how many times have we seen Colorado get beaten over the top with stretch passes? Tonight, Pacioretty has a clear breakaway, which thankfully Grubauer stops. But in game four of the St. Louis series, there goes Tarasenko. But who was on the ice for both of them? Timmins? Nemeth. Nemeth. At, at, at what point do we say that this shit is just isn't fucking working anymore? We we need to we we need to plug in uh, fucking Jacob McDonald who we haven't seen since he blocked the puck with his face. 
or for that matter, Bowen Byram. I mean, if he's either either one, man, over just that pairing in particular, makes my skin crawl <laughs> with what they've been doing. I mean, and just the lack of effort. They don't mesh well with their forwards on their line, for Christ's sakes. I mean, there's not enough urgency with the puck with that pairing. That, that's what I'm yeah. not seeing is urgency with the puck. I understand you have to possess the puck to, to get into the zone. You have to do the little things right. I understand all that. It's not fucking rocket science. Today. It's not. It, but the fact of the matter is there's no urgency with the puck. When they get it, especially, especially you know, Connor Tim is just throwing it. He iced it how many times tonight? How many times did he iced the puck tonight? Just throwing it because he's just fucking around in the offensive zone, in the defensive zone. Just nah, nah, throws it. Who cares? There it goes. Iceman coming back, delivering snow cones to the public, folks. Like, how many times did they get stuck out there in extended shifts tonight because of icings, because of this, because of that? I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't care who it is, Gerard and Graves. I don't care if it's McCarr and and Taves who get out there on extended shifts. You can't you talk do about, that. You want to talk about extended shifts, man? Graves and Gerard were on the ice for two minutes tonight. Two minutes. That cannot happen. It's unacceptable. And. Here's the thing. You don't have to take them both out, right? You don't. But one of them needs to come out. And I would much, as, as much as I hate to say it, man, I'd much rather keep Nemeth in and put in a Jacob McDonald. Don't get me wrong. I love the way Bo Myron plays. I love his physicality. I love all those things. But at the same time, you're going to throw a guy who's greener than grass into game four in a hostile environment like Vegas which was absolutely raucous after the first Vegas goal. And then not even a minute later, Soderbergh shuts him up, which was huge to do that. Oh yeah. And then they were out of, they, bad... they were out of that. The fans were out of that game until Marcia. So gets the, the bouncer. They were out. Yeah. Of, that, that building was quiet. I mean, credit the line of, of Belly and Soderbergh, man. They, they worked Vegas continually tonight. They were the only line that showed up. I mean, see Belmar get it off the fast break, moving down that left side. You're like, okay, what's going to happen here? And Soda was just, was just trailing ever so slightly, right? Just in case. Right place, right time, and man. Right place, right time. I mean, it happens all the time across sports even like soccer right place right time Boom, there it is like off a bad redirect Fleury didn't cover it up i think it careened off his his glove or his pad or something yeah. like that it came off his glove and, and fell right and fell right to soderberg and it's the yeah. old adage of just put pucks on that you never know what the fuck's gonna happen that's what marcia so did that's what belmar did i, I mean right place right time it, you're right it's across every single sport it, fucking jordan's on Right place, right time. 2010. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, side I mean, note, I actually ran into him a couple, like a week and a half. Of really? Oh, shit. Weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Down in Springs. Talked a little bit. I mean, yeah, crazy, there's, there's just, there's so many just little things that, it, they all compounded, and they've been compounding. Vegas has been the better team for two games. 
flat out better team for two games. And and Bednar said it tonight in the post game presser. He's like he he's, he's like if you just look at the stats between their top line and our top line, they're just they're better. It's not even close. Yeah, and I mean, call it call it two and two thirds, Jared. Call it two and two thirds because the Avs did come out to their credit on fire that first period game two. But periods two and three was all Vegas. And again, I, I don't fucking understand some some people in the Avs community. It, seriously, without Grubauer, Grubauer's faced over 100 shots in three games. Five goals. Five. Six. Actually, six. Six goals. Hmm. Pretty, pretty damn good goaltending, if you ask me, over the course hey, of a series. Hey, Jared, who do you think... Over the course of this series, has looked more like the Vezina winner, the Vezina winner, um, Vezina winner. <laughs> Here's the thing, though, Flower has made some fuck. He's kept yes. Vegas in the yes. game too, man. Yes. Vasilevsky hasn't had to do shit in the Carolina series, really. I, I, I mean, Cooper style plays a shutdown style play. The same with DeBoer. DeBoer likes to click up and then shut you down defensively, which is very a, a very effective way to play against yeah. fast and speedy teams. And and, and mean, that's why the season series against is... Vegas was four, three, and one for Colorado. Yeah. It was four and four. You guys and anyone in the Avs community, us included, if we'd come in being like, ah, Avs and four, y'all are fucking idiots. Guys, legitimately, this can go seven. Legit. Easy. Especially the, the second, because I, I know what's going to happen. Okay, here, here's just your early premonition, and I know what's going to happen, and it's going to fucking kill me. Vegas is going to pot three in the first on Sunday. They're going to get three. The crowd's going to be batshit crazy. It's a Sunday in Vegas. Really think anyone's giving a shit about going to work the next day? They got 18,000 people in that barn in Vegas. If Colorado doesn't get a single one, if Colorado doesn't eclipse 10, eclipse 10 shots, this is coming back to Denver on Tuesday 2-2. I'm, I'm just telling you flat out right now. Yeah. Because Grubauer cannot continue to stand on his head. You cannot continue to rely on a goaltender to stand on his head every single time. Pecorine is the prime example of that. Martin Jones is a prime example of it. You can't expect him to do it every single night. Flurry had to do it in 2008 when they lost to Detroit. In 2009, Pittsburgh was a much more defensive team, and they were a lot more solid. Jonathan Quick, same deal. When he had to be relied on in those series against Chicago, when he was just getting shelled every night, LA lost those series. Jordan Bennington, another one, 2019. Team that damn well should not have won, won the cup. You can't rely on your goalie to make 40 saves a night every single night. It's a recipe for disaster. It's a recipe for getting blown the fuck out. And it's a recipe for just getting sh- speed bagged and taking game one and then possibly lose, taking games one and two and then possibly losing four straight. Yeah, I'm excited, man. It's it's gut check time. I mean, it is time the season started. The real season has 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 you know it starts when the playoffs start. That's the real season. 
and the Avs haven't played this style of meaningful hockey, nor have they been played this hard since playoffs last year. I'll just put it plain and simple. I mean, after going seven to Dallas, which hats off to them, they were down incredible goaltender depth and just depth in general. But, you know, overall lost that series. But they have to find, and that's why I'm so excited getting back into those kind of Arizona, you know, Dallas series, Jared. I'm excited to see the way that this team in particular can respond creatively. Because now they see, they've seen what Vegas is going to do with Nathan McKinnon in the offensive zone. It's no, like, it's no Door the Explorer, I Spy backpack type shit. It's, you, you know what they're going to give you. You just have to find a way to create something other than that. And I am talking about our secondary guys. Where's Burakovsky been? Or Nate has to, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this team is too good not to have someone step up and show their mantle next game. Someone's got to do it. Talk about it every night, man. Like, every every game after, who's going to respond? You know? I mean, I, I, everyone top-down tonight in, in, in the presser was, we, we can't be doing this, we can't be doing that. You, you, you know, and it's great and all, but it, it, it's all lip service until they actually do it. Um, and, and here might be Bednar's greatest quote, greatest quote of the night. For five periods straight now, they've been the far more competitive they've been far more competitive than we have, and to dissect the game any further than that is a waste of time. That is from your head coach, a Jack Adams finalist. If he's not, I'm fucking pissed. It's it's just and, and, and then he followed up. He, he got asked, like, like, what adjustments do you make, need to make going into game four? You know, the typical reporter bullshit question. The adjustment we need to make is to outwork them. Holy shit, what a refreshing take. You're kidding. You mean you need to outwork a team? Away. Like, and, I mean, it's just... Bed, Bednar was just livid. All night in his post game presser. I mean, I'm I'm excited to go watch it because it's going to be really really good to to watch it and hear what he has to say. And I want to hear what Miko has to say too, obviously, because Miko talked. Those are the only two people who talked tonight. That's it. That tells you something. Yeah. And and really, the only thing that Miko said, he said two things: we didn't play the the play we need play the way we need to, and we can't rely on Grubauer making fifty saves tonight. Simple. And I mean, Scott put out there, Bednar's pissed. Dater, Bednar's pissed. Peter Baugh from the Athletic, Bednar's pissed. Like it's it's all things that obviously can be changed, which is good. Yeah. These are all very quote unquote simple things to change. But at the same time, It's go ahead. It's just like go ahead and just look at just even basic stats. Yeah. Vegas' top line far and above what our top, what our three head monster did tonight. Take out the power play goal, what they do. I, seriously, I, I know I said that already, yeah. but take away the power play goal, yeah. they're fucking silent all night. McKinnon had what four shots, 
maybe. Yeah. Rant- they held them in check. I mean, Stevenson, Stevenson and Pacioretty, man. Stevenson was the guy primor- primarily winning faceoffs against Mac. Last few games. They've used him very effectively. And it's tough because you know it's got to come from somewhere. But who, who, who's going to step up? I mean, like you said, Burakovsky's been a ghost. Confer's a ghost. Hopefully, Confer's a ghost. A ghost. Yeah, I mean, you need your guys. That that's how they were so successful against St. Louis. Like, you want to take away the Mac line? Okay. There's a twelve foot, a twelve foot pool for you. Suffocating it. That's what they did to the Blues. And here, here's another crazy and part too, man. Five on, just take a guess. Five on five shots across the last two games. Five on five. Oh, Vegas has got to be doubling us up at least. I almost triple. Seventy-two to twenty-eight Vegas. Five on five in the last two games. That, again, is not a recipe for success. And in case anyone's wondering, that doesn't win you games, and it's not anyone's fault but the other 18 guys on the ice that are not wearing the number 31. Anyone who thinks otherwise, you're a fucking clown. Yeah. You are a fucking clown. And there are plenty of those motherfucking clowns on Twitter tonight. And at this point, we're going to go to a rule where you're not following us. We ain't replying. End of story at this point. Ayo. Because this, it, it's clown shit. It, it, is, it is 100% clown shit. And that's all it you is see. losing mentality, man. Loser's mentality. I'm going to throw it back real quick. Just kind of to uh, just start off like our closing real quick. Losing mentality coming from Terry Stotts and the Blazers organization when asked after the games that they had lost how the night went overall in their pressures. Do you know what they blamed it on? Can you take a guess? Probably officiating. Officiating. Big time. Big time officiating. Well, you know, we wouldn't have gotten... We would have been in the game if it wasn't for, you know, Jerry's call over there, you know. But, you know, we're a tough team and we'll and we'll regroup. Cut that shit. That's loser mentality. If Malone said that, I'd slap him. But you're seeing Avs fans do the same thing, man. In a different aspect, but it's the same thing. It's the same stuff. I mean, at one point, do you just take it for what it is? Regardless of the outcome, don't play the blame game every time. The fire Bednar card gets me every single time. The fact that people are calling for us to trade for a physical goon-type enforcer and giving up skill and depth that you have on this team and chemistry makes me laugh to the point where I don't know if I'm going to wake up. You specific Avs fans are ruining Avs Twitter and the Avs overall experience for the rest of us in general. Thank you. And I just did compare you guys to the Blazers, who we bounced in six games, so you're welcome. Take that with all the salt you want. You can compare them to to anybody at that point, man. 
you want to you want to claim the whole thing like like i'm sure we go to lakers twitter right now lakers twitter is gonna do the, the exact same shit right oh yeah it, it's just clown shit that's all it fucking is it's all it ever is man like, yeah, yeah. W- wild fans are the same way the blues fans are even worse talking about oh disparity and penalties <laughs> shut the fuck Four up games <laughs> not even a gentleman's you got you got your wheels beaten off bennington looked nothing it looks like a shell of himself like <laughs> i mean denver nosebleeds had a was just basically just going off tonight too and <laughs> i mean at what point do you just take take the veil off and go this team just didn't play how they're supposed to the mvp of the league didn't play and he's not even in the voting which is fucking mind-boggling um what yeah he's not he's not i'm not shocked but it's just east coast bullshit i mean it's it's those things where you go it would be if if nicole Jokic came out put up 10 one in one we'd be doing the same shit right now yeah 100 we we'd be looking at him going where where's joker we need to put him on a fucking milk carton you know like where's the top missing top line since game one seriously game one take out game one and the top line has been ass they had a coming out party game one man like they put a lot i mean you're hoping just mojo wise you know i mean it's like dang like save some for the rest of the series (laughs) in, in in closing jared who is your main x factor was not yet established himself in this avalanche vegas series that will be a big role in in hopefully getting an abs dub here valerian achushkin plain and simple the dude's been fucking phenomenal five on five he's been phenomenal in the kill what he needs to go back to doing is being hard on the forecheck taking the body getting the puck burying the fucking shoulder and going to the net when he's when he is playing like that, he is successful, and the team is successful around him. Plain and simple. Okay, he's being cute with the puck. He's doing stupid shit. I mean, Sod's goal in game one. What does he do? Takes the puck to the net. Yes, he fans on the shot and gets a lucky little tap pass over to Sod. I don't give a shit at that. Point. Everything's going right for you then. Okay, and you have the same thoughts with Grubauer. He's making these great saves. Okay, things are gonna go, things are going well. All it takes is one thing, and then just fucking explodes. But what you can't do is you can't let it continue to snowball because every time you do, you compound into what happened tonight. Plain and simple. All of a sudden, it's it's two two. Okay, whatever. Oh shit, it's three two. What do we do? And at this point, you just you you have to you have to roll with it. You have to. But Nichushkin has to step up. Between either him or Burakovsky. Burakovsky's the flashy guy. He's not going to get flashy space in the series. He's not. There's no way. The only way he's going to get it, five on four. And guess what? You're going to get 30 minute, 30 seconds per power play because the top line eats up power play time in the offensive zone. Puck retrieval tonight was dog shit. I said that on Twitter. It was horrible. Puck retrieval was horrible. Weak, zone, weak side D zone coverage. Horrible. Too many backdoor passes that are just free chances, essentially. Really, if Vegas converts on half of those, this game's out of the water where I turn the game off and go to bed early. Plain and simple. So. I mean, for me, 
and I love the fact that you touched on both Nachushkin and Burakovsky because I'm going to name a tertiary guy that I would like to see step up, and he's not, uh, he, he's not a top six guy. Um, but it's got to be at this point in time, looking back on the games that we won against Vegas regular season, I want to see Sam, Samuel Girard have more of an offensive impact. Creating something, just doing a little bit more. Because he's kind of just been skating around out there as well. And the season that he had, I mean, we had a whole segment on it, man. Where is he gone? I get that he's a little bit undersized and yada, yada, yada. But he's a better player. He's a better player than what he's showing right now. That's who I want to see step up and go on maybe a little bit of a point streak. Take this defensive scoring off Makar. And at that point, the Avs become dangerous through multiple lines again. If Sammy G's involved, that means the other line's clicking. And that's my main takeaway from that, really. Um, I just want to see them get going as a whole. But Sammy G is the X factor for me. Um, I think that starts with him, really. I, I don't hate the Gerard and, pick at all. My, if you're going to lump Gerard in there, you got to throw Taves in there too at that point. You have to. It, it's, it's a two-man unit. And yep. I, them on the power play has been atrocious in recent weeks. I, I remember when they started off the year hotter than a fucking tea kettle and and they they were just bombing things in from the point on the power play. It was always the drop pass back to Taves and Taves would just unload when the, with Nachushkin in front. Uh, they need to get back to that kind of shit. Yep. That they do. And I, I was actually, I caught this stat, Jared, while I was eating my lunch a couple days back. And this will just be to kind of close it, but the Avs power play right now is converting at astronomical units. As far as it's concerned, numbers-wise, stats-wise, my eyes jumped off the page. The Avs, and, and this will go up after tonight, because they, they did get 50% tonight. So call it 48.5. But they were converting at 47% throughout the playoffs the teams that are left and like that's like a cumulative throughout the year as well 47 percent the teams that are left in the playoffs right now the ones that came to mind tampa bay was second with a 36 percent conversion rate 49 36 big gap Then you go down the list further, you got Boston at 27. You got other teams sitting around 22, 23. So the Avs power play has finally done what we have been waiting for it to do, which is convert at a very high level. And it's also one of the reasons why the Avs are in this series. And and just to even bounce off that, Dmitry uh, Flipovich on Twitter tonight, the, since you're talking about Tampa, Tampa Bay Lightning have 11 power play goals in 39 minutes, 11 seconds this postseason. That's, that's power play time this season. The Avs have 11 on 41 in one second. You don't want to put the Avs on the power play. Five on five, you can kill them right now. Yeah. Vegas is proving that you can kill this team five on five. 
that's not good. That means the depth is not there. It means defensive core is not there. It means the top line's not there. Plain and fucking simple. Who scored tonight five on five? Fourth line. Hmm. Bednar made a yeah. good choice taking out Ranta and Newhook. Crazy. It's almost like he did a good thing as a coach. He's it's not like he's getting out coach. It's the craziest fucking thing I've ever seen. Um it this is all on the top nine. Jost, Donskoy, Nachushkin, uh fucking Burakovsky, the three headed monster. You name it, it's it's on them. Saad even. I, I mean, Saad didn't have a horrible game, but he was almost invisible tonight too. It, it's, it, again, it's going to take a Herculean effort to not come back to Denver on Tuesday in a 2-2 tie, making it a best of three, and at that point, who the fuck knows what's going to happen. The only upside you have, game seven's on your ice. Don't let it get there. You do not... It, 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 there, this, the 2001 Stanley Cup video is on YouTube. I, I watched it during the offseason a few times because I, I love watching old hockey stuff. It's crazy what you can see, how much clutching and grabbing and hooking there was back then. It was so funny. I'm looking at it now going, how the hell is that going to loud? Um, the, the thing that Ray Bork said after losing to Dallas in Game 7 of the West Final in 2000 was that if they had to play Dallas in Game 7, it was going to be on their ice in denver thank god you have that same thing right now but i really do wonder if ksc and ball arena are going let's just open the bitch up now let's quit waiting denver's the the nuggets have already advanced already accepted clearance we we need we we have to do this now i would love to see that happen and and real quick jared Everyone knows my take, Nuggets and Six over the Phoenix Suns. I want to get your series prediction too before we before we wrap up. It was kind of a longer one, guys, but good to be back. Had a had a little bit of an extended hiatus. We would have been with you guys every step of the way for the playoffs. Unfortunately, Jared literally lost his voice. Um, Bro, I was laid up for two weeks and it wasn't COVID. Two negative COVID tests. It was the dumbest thing ever. Yeah, but good to have him back. Welcome back, and yeah, but real quick, uh, series series prediction for the Nuggets. Seven Suns. Seven. Seven. This is the Nuggets. time. Of, this is yes. This is the time of the year though where everything's gonna start going deeper. These, I I mean yeah, Nuggets Nuggets Blazers go six. Lakers Suns go six. You're gonna start having tired guys, and that's where the and you're gonna see it in, in in the NHL playoffs too. That's why it's so much fun to watch these series because. You know you're gonna probably you're probably gonna get deep series runs. It's probably gonna be seven. And keep in mind too, in in oh one, when when Colorado swept Mark Mark Rycroft, uh, not Mark Rycroft, Mark Crawford and the uh, Vancouver Canucks in round one, they turned around and went seven with L.A. They turned around and went seven and went uh, seven with St. Louis. Or five with St. Louis, so I'm I'm fully prepared for this this Avs series to go seven. I'm fully prepared for the Nuggets series to go seven, and I'm fully prepared for the can. I'm still going to call it Pepsi the can at this point. I'm fully prepared for Pepsi Center Ball Arena, whatever you want to call it. If you're a purist, Ball Arena or Pepsi Center, because that's what we are most times, purists. Been calling it it's, the can recently. It's it's going to go. It's going to go seven. The upside. Avs have home ice. The Nuggets don't want to let it go seven. They want to end it in six on home court, plain and simple. 
So, but if it goes seven, anything happens. Yep. Nuggets in six, baby. They know what they have to do as a team. With Jokic leading them. They will do what they have to do to close Phoenix in six. And Phoenix, this is their first playoff run in near over a decade. Never's been there before. They're going to know the pressure. You also have a full force ball arena. Nuggets will close it in seven. They'll take the first two. The Portland series. They'll split and then close. It's like I said, man, it's going to take, it's just going to take a Herculean effort across both teams right now. And I mean, Denver, regardless of this tonight and the Rockies losing, like once I saw the Rockies loss, I was like, shit. Hey, they swept though for the first time. They swept for the first time. When the Rockies lost, it's like, shit. Not a good omen. Everyone else has been winning. Damn it. Um, but you think about you think about the trifecta, Jared. You think about the trifecta here. You remember when those three teams were playing, the Rockies lost. Generally, the Nuggets and Avs would go on to win. Mm-hmm. But other way around, Rockies win. They'd have either the Nuggets or the Avs. Have, have you seen the Rockies bio, by the way, on Twitter? I haven't checked it. Recently. Oh my god, dude, it's so funny. I sent it to I, I sent it to Sierra a couple nights ago because they were like all over it. Um, it says we're a major league baseball team in the sports capital of the world at Avalanche and at Nuggets Stan account. Yes, let's go. I was like, yeah, well, can't hate that. But yeah, man, it's it, it's it's gonna be. I, I I don't know what. Really quickly, here we'll close on this score of Game Four. Sunday, six thirty. If you want to meet us at DNVR, we'll probably end up going. Yep, we will be making an appearance, folks. Um, score Vegas abs. I'm gonna say say four two abs off the empty net. But it's gonna be gritty up until that, obviously. So talking real tight game, low scoring. Okay, no one's going to like this. No one. 3 nothing Vegas. Marsha So got going. Pacioretty got going. Mark Stone's neck. And that's scary. And if they can hold McKinnon, Ranton, and Landeskog in check like they did the last two games outside of the power play, and, and you ain't got the depth show up, you're fucked. You're, you're fucked. Uh, the optimist in me goes probably 3-2 Colorado. That's the optimist in me. But again, it's not... It's Is Grubauer getting worn down? Is the top line going to show up? Is the middle six going to show up? The fourth line's shown up. They continue to show up. May not be on the score sheet most nights, but guess what? They're blocking shots on the kill. They're doing all the right things. So, would, would I love to see Handshakes Tuesday in Denver? Yes. One of the greatest traditions in sports. I have never seen it live. Never. I, I guess that's not true, because I saw it with the Eagles a few times. Um, but, yeah, I, there's just... The, the, 
This is why I love hockey so much. There's so many variables. Yeah. But like I said, the optimist to me says 3-2 Colorado, and I don't think it's in regulation. In that kind of environment. If you steal a game in over if you steal game four and over We got an overtime pick. Right. If 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 you steal game four in overtime, the series is over. The series is over five. Vegas can't come back. They can't. You're going you go back to playing at altitude the next night, two nights after that. Damn near impossible. Um but the realist in me, like I said, it's three nothing Vegas. That's just that that's just the way it is because Grubauer can't continue to stay on his head. Solid. Solid. Vegas Vegas, Vegas paces 35 shots a night right now. Colorado's nowhere near it. Yeah. I mean it makes sense. It makes sense as to why you picked that. I think they're gonna find a way to get Hopefully, like we were talking about, Sammy G involved a little bit more. Get some secondary scoring. The only saving grace, Flurry does not look comfortable with low shots. The one from Rantanen with the extra attacker that he looked behind him, he doesn't look comfortable with low shots, right? That might be your saving grace. That's, But if you're not generating chances... Can't score goals. Very true. Very true. Hopefully the abs will continue to do that or look look to do that, not continue. And it's been a long day. But uh, again, folks, thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for giving us some love on Twitter this week too. Um, and yeah, we will we'll be uh, trying to get these out a little bit more regularly uh, coming up here. Um, big time and the calendar year for Denver sports I have an annual tradition now for playoffs for uh, these two franchises so uh, thank you all good night it is a hot hot summer's night here and hopefully uh, the Avs will play hot hot enough to hide uh, hot enough to melt the ice in Vegas Jesus that was horrible but yeah, my family home for the holidays. I'm in the studio cooking up music because I know I never got time to waste. This is a decision I gotta make. Made it here, I can't stop now. Had to make what I got now. This is the life I chose, seen the highs and lows. I've been getting what I want now. Middle finger to the middle.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.